0: The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on November 18, 2012, based on John, chapter 5, verses 25 through 29. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit strengthens our faith in Jesus, are Jesus' own words recorded in John chapter 5, verses 24 through 29, 25 through 29. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in him himself and he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Simple words that came from the mouth of Jesus as he spoke to a crippled man lying by the pool of Bethesda in Jerusalem. And yet, how those words would later anger the Jewish leaders. For as you well know, Jesus' words carry power. And so when he said to this man, walk, he immediately was healed. And he took up his mat and carried it, just like Jesus told him to. But it was the Sabbath day. And when the Jewish leaders saw him carrying his mat, they accused him of breaking the Sabbath. And they became all the angrier when they learned that not only was this man carrying his mat, but that Jesus had done the work of healing on the Sabbath. How dare he? In fact, we're told in John 5, verse 16, Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. The Jews persecuted him and Jesus explains to them that just as the Father is always at work, just as his Father is always at work, so also is he continually working just like the Father? But now the Jews were all the more upset and angry. They they wanted to, all the more to put him to death. Because now not only was he breaking their Sabbath rules, he was claiming to be equal to God by saying that he was the Son of the Father. Jesus goes on and answers their objections. And the text today is a portion of that answer that Jesus gives. He makes it clear to them that the Son is worthy of equal honor. For you see, He, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is true God and does the work that only God can do. He brings life, He makes alive. And only God has life in himself. Just think of modern medicine with all its advancement can't even keep someone alive. We all end up dying. But Jesus makes the dead alive. Yes, you, dear Christian, you are alive because of Jesus Christ. And I'm not talking about your physical life, your heart beating and lungs breathing. Yes, The glory of our physical life certainly goes to Jesus just as it goes to the Father as well, but the the emphasis of Jesus' words here are not on the physical life he's given us now, but rather he points to the spiritual life, the eternal life that he brings to us. You're alive, raised by the Son's voice. You're alive, Raised to live eternally. Let's think about those two parts and pray that the Holy Spirit through these words of Jesus move our hearts to shout with joy I'm alive. You're alive raised by the Son's voice. That's what Jesus is talking about in that first verse of the text there. He says I tell you the truth A time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Notice how Jesus makes it clear that he is not talking about the distant future or the last day when the uh, physical or bodily resurrection will take place. He is talking about something going on right now in his day and that continues to go on in our day. He's talking about a spiritual resurrection here, dear friends. And what is this voice of Jesus that calls those who are spiritually dead to life? Well, what do you hear when a voice speaks? You hear the person's words, right? And so Jesus' voice is his word, recorded in the scriptures for you and me to hear. Yes, the Bible is the voice of Jesus speaking still today. For you see, Jesus made it, or Jesus saw to it, that his words were written down, both the words that he spoke during his earthly ministry, as well as the words he revealed throughout the ages in the Old and New Testament. The voice of Jesus speaks to us through the Word of God, the Bible. And what does it mean to hear his voice and live? It means to believe his word, to take the Bible as the truth, the full truth and nothing but the truth. The Bible is the voice of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. The words of him who is trustworthy and true. The words of him who is life itself, just as the Father is. Jesus in these words here is talking about how his word, his voice brings spiritual life to those who were dead. And this is clear as well when we look at the context in verse 24 where Jesus uses similar words in parallel. Listen how his word and his voice are in parallel here and how hearing and living is parallel with believing. He says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Now, 25, I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Jesus is speaking in in, in terminology that the rest of the Bible uses as well, doesn't it? Just think of Ephesians chapter 5 where it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. But God, who is rich in mercy, has made us alive in Christ. And I think sometimes when verse 25 is just taken by itself out of context, it's, it's easy to think that maybe Jesus is talking about the resurrection on the last day, but, but just think. How our natural condition is, as the Bible clearly teaches, like in Ephesians two, there we were dead in sin, and what can a dead body do? A dead body cannot choose to take a breath, it cannot decide to sit up, it cannot take a step towards life, it can't even hear and believe, and that 's what we were. We began life dead in sin. That is what we were when we were born into this world and that is how we would have ended our earthly death were adrift dead in sin except except for the voice of the son of god who has called you to life hear his voice and believe his word for what power what power are is in the words of jesus In John chapter 6, Jesus says, The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Think of your baptism. What power in the words of Jesus connected with the water that brought you spiritual life. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 6 and Colossians chapter 2 both teach us that in baptism we were buried with Christ and raised to life with him. That's a resurrection. Through faith that hears the words of Jesus and believes, you, dear Christians, have already experienced the first resurrection, you might say. The spiritual resurrection that brought us from deadness to sin to life in Christ. The voice of the Son of God His word has called you from deadness so that you have crossed over from deadness and sin to life through faith in Christ. So keep listening to his voice, dear friends. Keep listening to his voice so that your faith keeps living. Make sure you are listening to his voice. Yes, God can communicate with us in any way he chooses. He could whisper in the night or send some sort of inner voice. He could walk with us or talk with us. But how could I be sure that any of those were truly the voice of my God and Savior, Jesus Christ? For well, you see, I have a, a, a body and, and a brain that can be deceived. Influenced, uh, or, or think of how the mood we're in at the time can influence our perception or even how in certain conditions people may have hallucinations and the like. What's more, how many of our inner feelings are, are determined by our outward circumstances? How can I know if they're from God or not? How can I trust them? Or should I even trust them? Since who knows where those feelings might come from? To make matters even worse, I have a sinful nature that lives within me that is constantly trying to lure me away from following Jesus. Yes, to just think of us as fish and how our, appetite tries, our sinful appetites lure us away. And to top it all off, Satan himself is out to deceive us, masquerading as an angel of light. And even though something may start out as true, it still might be coming from Satan because one of his favorite tricks is to string us along. Again, think of a fisherman. Satan wants to string us along with what seems to be true or what is actually true until he hooks us with his lie. That's what he did to Eve. And that's why the scriptures warn us. For example, in Second Thessalonians, it, it warns us that Satan will use counterfeit miracles signs and wonders to deceive. And and, uh, 1 John chapter 5 says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So how can I know what is the voice of Christ or not? Anything from inside myself or from others on the outside might not be fully trustworthy? How how can I be sure? And this is a vital question because faith is being sure of what we hope for. Hebrews 11 teaches us that. So how can I be sure? How can you be sure what the voice of Jesus is? Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ, Romans 10, 17. As we said before, that's where we know for sure that it is the voice of Christ when it is from the Bible. This is the word and the voice of Christ. I am to be sure and certain of nothing else except what the Bible itself has said. The Bible alone is what I am to build my Faith, hope, and certainty on, and trust with all my heart and mind, for here are the words of Jesus, His voice speaking to you and to me, bringing us life, keeping us spiritually alive. Keep on hearing Jesus' voice, keep on listening to His word, keep on believing the Bible. For you are alive, raised by the Son's voice. And as you keep on listening to His Word with a believing heart, you, dear Christian, you will live eternally. Yes, I know our bodies grow old and die, but Jesus will raise our bodies from the grave. You're alive to live eternally, part two. And Jesus, brings us to that day of resurrection, the last day in the closing words of the text here. And even though he uses a a similar phrasing to when he was talking about the spiritual resurrection, notice the differences that make it clear that he's talking about the bodily resurrection now in verse 28. A time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Notice that he does not say this is happening now, as he did earlier when he talked about the spiritual resurrection. And notice notice that he specifically mentions the grave where the dead bodies lie. And this is not limited just to those who believe. But all the dead, both the good and the bad, will be raised. But don't get the idea that all the dead will be raised to live in the glory of heaven. No, Jesus goes on and says... Those who have done good will rise to live and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Jesus is the judge. He is the one speaking these words. And so he is the one who determines what is good and what is bad. And he looks at the heart, doesn't he? Now, what heart is clean enough, pure enough, holy enough to stand before the righteous judge, Jesus Christ, who knows all and sees all? What heart can stand there, innocent, before his penetrating fiery eye? Only the heart that is clothed with Jesus' righteousness Only the heart that is washed clean in the blood of God's Son. Only the heart that has faith, which trusts in Jesus alone for full and free forgiveness. Faith that pleads for mercy, confessing that my own works only earn me death, damnation, and hell, but Jesus Christ's work alone Really brings me life, salvation, and heaven. And such a living faith that trusts in Jesus is not something that we can keep locked up in our hearts. No, it it, it shows itself in our lives. For you see, faith is a living, busy, active, powerful thing. Just as a healthy, living apple tree produces good apples, so a living faith produces good works. And even though my sinfulness still corrupts the best that I do so that my righteous acts are like filthy rags in and of themselves, Jesus accepts them as good and pleasing in his sight when they come from faith. That trusts in Him alone to wash them clean. Yes, what you do out of faith in Jesus Christ, trusting Him to, to pay, for, that, that He has paid for all of our sins, that is a pleasing and sweet smelling offering to your God and Savior. And so think about that. Good works is everything that we do as a Christian, which is in line with God's commandments and comes from faith in Jesus because of his great love toward us. As you take care of your family, even doing the most menial, trivial household chores. As you faithfully, diligently do your work, carrying out your position and role in life. As you show kindness towards others, even the lowest and the least as you love your enemy and forgive them. Yes, even as we do something like eating and drinking, as we do that in thankfulness to God for his goodness, those are all good works in the eyes of the judge who looks at the heart. They are good works when they come from your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, without faith in Jesus, it is impossible to please God Hebrews 11 teaches us that But without faith in Jesus even the best that a person does cannot be washed clean because there is no faith there And so even though those without faith in Jesus may do the same outward works that look as good as what we do or even better sometimes they are not good in the eyes of the judge who sees faith in the heart. And so they, they who do not have faith in Jesus will be raised from the dead, but not to live in the glory of heaven, but as Jesus says here, to be condemned to the never-ending hell. But you, dear Christian, you whose faith is in Jesus, your Savior, you will be raised to live eternally in the glory of heaven, with your Savior, Jesus Christ. He has redeemed you, and he who died for you is the judge who is coming, for he has risen from the dead and lives and reigns eternally. And he will raise us to be with him forever. What joy this brings us even right here and now. What joy as we keep on hearing the words of Jesus. For his voice, has brought you life, spiritual life, eternal life. You're alive, raised by the voice of God's Son, raised to live eternally. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.